Welcome to A Conspiracy in the Force, the show where we examine parallel conspiracies in a galaxy far, far away, in a galaxy not so far away. The show is designed as an introduction to modern day conspiracy theories by using Star Wars, one of the most beloved fictional universes, as a point of reference. Let's begin. Hey, Conspiracy Kyle here. If you like this podcast, please rate, subscribe, and review wherever you listen to podcasts. It greatly helps out the show, and it's much appreciated. Also, please follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Conspiracy underscore Kyle, and that's Conspiracy with a K. Also, follow me on YouTube at Conspiracy Kyle, once again, with a K. And also, now you can find me on the Rockfin Network at rockfin.com with new exclusive content. Now on to the show. This episode is titled Flat Earth, Flat Galaxy with Dave Weiss of the Flat Earth Podcast. All right. Well, thank you for <laughs> Dave. Thank you for joining me. Um, for those tuning in live and listening after the fact, you know, my name is Conspiracy Kyle. This is the Conspiracy in the Forest podcast. And we're, I'm going out into an area that I know nothing about. And I'm, I'm actually very excited about this. Um, I have with me Dave Weiss from the, the Flat Earth Podcast. And I know you've been making a lot of rounds. A lot of people that I know have had you on their show and have had really great things to say about you. And, and I purposely avoided listening to all those episodes because I wanted to get it straight from, straight from the horse's mouth. So, so how's it going this evening, Dave? Thank you. Thank you so much for joining. It, it's going great. Thanks for having me. I, I uh, did a little, uh, watched a couple of your shows and we have got some space to collapse. <laughs> we, we, have, we have some space to get rid of, if you know what I mean. Yes. Yes. All right. <laughs> yeah yeah so so what's next so you know we're gonna talk about flat earth so what are you gonna tell me next that star wars isn't real that you know the star wars planets aren't real you know you're really gonna crush my childhood i don't want to crush I, listen i'm gonna I, if i if i take anything away i'm gonna replace it with something better okay i like okay? that i like, I, like no, if i take no outer matter, space away i'm gonna give you a better outer space better i, I like it like they better. say no and matter no matter disappears it becomes something else it just becomes something else and you're like oh you know what? I had it right, but I didn't mean that. I meant that. Okay. <laughs> so I, I will say anybody that is in, is in the chat or I, I put it out on Twitter and Instagram, if anybody has any questions or, or anything like that, you know, I want to, I want to shoot as many questions to you, Dave, as, as possible. Cause I know a lot of people have questions about it. You know, I'm a real, like I said, I'm a real dummy when it comes to this. So I'll kind of just turn it over to you and kind of just, you know, Give me some of the kind of the basic, some of the basic points of this, and then we can kind of, you know, go from there. Well, it, it, you know, to, to say that you're a dummy, we were all dummies uh, until we were, you know, somehow forced to look into this stuff. Um, so to start out with, you know, you, you said you don't know what, you don't know much about Flat Earth. And the, what, the, the thing that, that, that Globers, you're a Glober, I used to be a Glober, no offense. Um, have in common is they don't understand what flat earth is. They think it's something that it's not. And now that's a big problem. And then they also don't fully understand the globe model. And I don't know how much you really know about the globe model. I'm not saying, you know, a lot or a little, but most globers think that flat earthers think we're a disc in space with other round planets or other disc planets. No flat earther thinks that this is not in our, it, that's just a misdescription on every shape way shape or form um 
you know, if you Google flat earth, you end up with this image. This image shows up because this is from the flat earth society. We're not the flat earth society. The other, uh, the other part is um, in the heliocentric model, there's a lot that you have to just believe. So you have to believe in the heliocentric model that we're spinning. Do you know how fast the earth is spinning in the heliocentric model? Mm -mm. So at the equator, the earth is spinning at a thousand miles an hour. Okay? okay. So when you're watching the sun go down, the sun's not really going down. The sun's staying stationary and you're falling over backwards faster than the speed of sound. That's what you have to believe if you believe in the ball. Okay. While that's going on, you're orbiting around the sun. Do you know how fast that or the orbit is? And by the way, I knew none of these answers, so don't feel bad. Right. Yeah. No. It, it's orbiting at 66,000. 600 miles an hour or thereabouts funny number right right lots of 666s six, six, in there yeah lots of 666s six, 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 six. this is the hypersonic sled watch it carefully it's going to go by at mach 8.6 ready did you see it can't even see it right it'll show it a couple more times you have to believe that we're orbiting the sun 10 times faster than that and that we're chasing the sun 90 times faster than that. All of these speeding up and slowing down in curved orbits, right? What happens if you're in a curved orbit? If you're driving in a car at 10 miles an hour, hundred miles an hour, straight road, perfectly flat, and you have a dinner plate filled with water and that car speeds up, slows down or turns, that water's sloshing. But we're traveling 90 and hundred times faster than or 90 and, and 10 times faster than that. And we have lakes that look like this. This is impossible, impossible. Okay, this is representative of a flat stationary plane. Now flat, there's mountains and there's valleys, but there's a level. Large bodies of water, anything bigger than a bucket of water at rest lay flat, period. Okay, large bodies of water at rest lay flat, testably, measurably, provably flat. So let's just talk about the size of, of the earth. Now, nobody can prove the radius of the earth but science tells us that the radius is just under 4000 miles 3984 or something like that fourth would just say just under 4000 miles so the radius is from the center of the earth my elbow is the center and my fingertips are the surface of the earth now if i go like this this shows the actual curve of the earth and you could do perfectly good globe math for that for the first the 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 the, the easy equation is 8 inches per mile squared and that works for the first 1000 miles easy Right? We don't even need it for 1,000 miles. 10 miles is all you need. 20, 50, 100 miles. That's all you need. But we can take our super zoom cameras and we can see things that should be miles below the curve. Okay, We can see things even without infrared, before we even go to infrared, we can see things that would require a radius, not of 4,000 miles, but over a quarter of a million miles. That's a problem. Okay, So if you want to believe the earth is a ball, you'd have to believe it's you know, a quarter, uh, a radius of a quarter, over a quarter million miles versus 4,000. So that, that I'll, I'll take that as, as a realization that you don't live where they tell it, tell us we live. So that basically that's, that's a start. We'll start, we'll start there. And then let's just jump to space real quick. Okay. So they tell us that the sun, you know, how far the sun is, 93 mm. million miles away and the way they came up with it 
they assumed are, they assumed Venus was the same size as Earth. They did a transit. They did a ton of really good math. And they said the sun's 93 million miles away. All of that is just assumptions. Okay. Right. It's all pseudoscience, real math with just made up numbers in there. So if the sun is 93 million miles away, that's uh, eight minutes it takes the light to get to us. That's what they say. So it's eight light minutes away, right? You with me? Yep. So if we made it eight times farther, that's about a light hour rounding down, rounding, rounding off. So if it was eight times farther, we couldn't see it. At a one light hour away, our sun would be so small that our eyes could not resolve it. Mm -hmm. But just to make sure some people go, well, no, they, they say actually three times the distance, you couldn't see it. Let's make it 24 times the distance just to be perfectly safe. 24 times the distance is three light days. So if the sun was 24 times as far, it would take three days for the sun to get to the light to get to us. But its angular size would be so small, so small. And then I'm not even going to discuss the inverse square law of light <clears throat> that says, Every time you double the distance, the light is a quarter of the brightness, right? Or every time you half the distance, it's four times brighter. So the brightness of the sun just wouldn't even work. But you couldn't see it at three light days. <clears throat> Excuse me. So let's talk about Polaris. Is it Polaris? Polaris. Well, Polaris. well real, real quick, before we get to Polaris, yeah. just real quick on, on the sun before okay. we move on from that. What, <clears throat> you know, based on all of your research and opinion, what have you, what, what, then what, is the sun in your opinion is it a projection is it is it something that you know we truly don't even know or is is it something that can be determined in one way shape or form you, you, you the first two are right the third one is i don't think it can be determined so we can do experiments i'll get into that but let me just finish my my analogy and then i'll be off the numbers and we'll be into really easy stuff so remember the sun three light days away you can't see it polaris is 46 times bigger than the sun so let's just round it up to 48 times, which is two, you know, two, 24 and 24 is 48. So Polaris for us not to be able to see it would have to be six light days away, right? Two times mm -hmm. three. Yeah. Six light days away. And it would be equally as small as the sun at the, at the side, you know, at the, at the at 48 times the size. Okay. That's six light days away. Did I say six light days? Am I getting this right? Numbers are all over the place. They, they, here's the problem. Polaris, they tell us, is 433 light years away. This is just ridiculous. This is, this is complete and total pseudo, pseudoscience. And they don't teach us how to process numbers like that in school. Everyone's brain, most people that are listening right now, even most flat earthers, brain, their brains have shut down already. They're like, I don't know. Somebody figured it out. This is, this is ridiculous. But you have to understand, when, when they say things are trillions of miles away, you're Star Wars, extraterrestrials are coming from distant stars, distant, distant planets. Let's look at the closest star, the closest one, excluding our sun, if you think that's a star. Alpha Centauri, it's four and a half light years away. That's 25 trillion miles. If you were traveling at a mile a second, which is pretty fast, but not, you know, Star Wars fast, um, and you were traveling for one trillion seconds, you'd go one trillion miles, mile a second. 1 trillion seconds, you'd be 1 25th of the way to the star. That's 25 trillion miles away, right? How long do you think 1 trillion seconds is? I'd have to do the math, but it's a, it's a long time. It's if you really guess like it within, within a week, I'll give you a Bitcoin. 
if I guess it with, within, within a week, within one week, no okay. math, you, you have like 10 seconds. Okay. Four weeks. Very close. 31,000 years. Okay. <laughs> one trillion seconds is I was right 30, there. You're close. You're close there. I, I might consider giving you the Bitcoin. You were close. 31,000 years. I'm just, the reason I bring that up is I'm showing you how big a trillion is. Okay. The nearest star is impossible. Your eyes can't see anything that far, okay? The brightness of the stars is, it's just, it's just ludicrous. None of it makes any sense. You were talking about the sixes before. If, if anyone can see this, this is, um, it, the moon's distance is six times 60 times, what does it say, 66? I need my glasses. Six um, times 60 times 666 miles, yeah. yeah. That's, how, that's how far it is. The diameter of the moon is uh, six times six times 60 miles. The sun, the sunset divided by three degrees, six plus six plus six. It's, it's a, all sixes. This is mm -hmm. a satanic model. Okay. It's unbelievable. Yes, Karen, I stole this from Ted from Facebook this morning. Um, <laughs> and yeah, so when talking about the trillions and the billion, all those numbers. Yeah, they, they throw these crazy numbers out there. Just think about when they say the earth is, you know, a hundred million years old or something, you know, like how do you, there's no way to define that. They're just throwing it out there because, mm. and, and, and if you repeat that over time, that's what people start to believe just because it's, it's, it's in their psyche, but it's just, a, it's just a number they're throwing out. They're throwing out crazy stuff. All right. So let's quickly talk about, you know, what is the earth? If it's not a disc floating in space, it's what is it, right? <clears throat> Why don't people fall off the edge? Why don't we we'll go take a picture of the edge? This is what Bill Nye, the lion guy with the bow tie says, go drive to the edge and take a picture. You know, there is no ice wall. Well, you know, there is, there is an ice wall. It's literally the shoreline of Antarctica. So if you, you know, could go to Antarctica, you know, we're not a disc. You don't fall off the disc. The shoreline of our world is Antarctica. And lots of it is a cliff like this. So they call that the ice wall. So, What's out here? So when I say it's the shoreline, what do I mean by that? The shoreline, we're, we're, again, we're not a disc floating in space. The earth is like a puddle. What is a puddle? A puddle is where water accumulates in the low spot in the land, right? After rain, there's a puddle. And the edge of the puddle is where the land is higher than the water, right? You with me? Mm -hmm. So a lake is a bigger, a pond is a bigger puddle. A lake is a bigger pond. The world oceans are a giant lake. And Antarctica, which they tell us is this ball, this island on the bottom of the ball, is the highest land on Earth. Well, this is not what Antarctica is. This is what Antarctica is. Antarctica is the shoreline of our lake. It's the highest land on Earth. It's the container that holds our water. Large bodies of water at rest or not at rest need a container, okay? If you had a bucket and you took the side of the bucket off, well, the water's gone. If you had a lake and you dug out the side of the lake lower than the water, the water's gone, okay? So here's the question. If we live here, what's out here? What go, what's out here beyond this yellow border? <clears throat> what's out there, okay? Admiral Byrd said he flew, you know, when they started in the 1940s and 50s, he flew out over Antarctica and he goes, there's land beyond the pole. Well, what, what is beyond the pole if we live on a ball that's bigger than the United States, filled with resources, all kinds of resources, and no human has ever set eyes upon it, right? 
so he he announces that on television and then all of a sudden they come up with the antarctic treaty have you heard of the antarctic treaty it, I, I, no, I haven't, but I, I do know, at least I've heard before, you can't fly directly over it. You Is can't. That part of it? Yeah. So he, so they fill out the, the treaty and said, we have to keep this place pristine. Nobody can drop a cigarette butt on the pristine ice, and we can't screw up the migratory path of the penguins or they might go extinct. Meanwhile, environmentalism wasn't even a word. We're deforesting the you know, Amazon. We're, we're strip mining the whole world uh, where people live, displacing people, but nobody can go to Antarctica, this unbearable, unbarren you know, land where, uh, where uh, you, know, you can't find enough wood to make a toothpick because nothing grows, right? Mm-hmm. That's what they tell us, right? So all the countries in the world have signed on to that since 1959 and it, the treaty can't even be questioned until the year 2041. No treaty has ever lasted that long. Yeah. Right. We're at war for resources and everything. So, so why, why this treaty? And the answer is because they don't want us to know what's in this outer space. Mm-hmm. Okay. What if there was more continents? This is a map that uh, a 10th century old map um, showing all of these other continents beyond the shoreline of Antarctica. Okay. What if the world was set up like this? Here we live in this inner space. Here's Antarctica. And out here is another sun and a moon. The, the sun and the moon and the planets are in the flat earth model close and small. And there's other land out here. <clears throat> What's another word for more land? Extra territory. Okay, Mm, mm -hmm. so if you lived out here and you came to visit, what might we call you? Extraterrestrial. From where? Outer space. Outer space. From the outer space right here. Not trillions of miles away. Remember how ridiculous a trillion was? Four weeks or 31,000 years. Okay. (laughs) They're coming just from a couple thousand miles away. They probably speak English better than I do. Okay. So maybe some Spanish too, maybe some Portuguese, who knows what else they speak. But I I like to believe that, you know, we have the dominant language of our earth system. Yeah. Right. So we'll get into it a little bit. Why the lie? Why this elaborate lie? And the answer, the, the short answer is they want to limit our thinking. They want to control our thinking. They want to control our thinking through fear, which makes us just give up our our, our ability to think. They want to control us with their indoctrination systems in the school. They want to t- program us with their tell lie vision programming. They want to take control of our minds with movies. How many, you know, here's the question I have to you. When were you introduced into space travel? And did they show you anything other than cartoons? Oh yeah, it was you know when you're when you're a kid when you're in kindergarten before you can talk first grade before yeah you can talk yeah I mean that right. was one of the things like what do you want to be when you grow up I want to be an astronaut it was that it was astronaut it was athlete it was those are the, that's what people aspired to, to be right and you know <laughs> and, and nowadays you yeah you realize that it's it's really uh it's very fictitious they they and they pay you know um, athletes huge amounts of money so everyone you know wants the money it's all about worshiping money and you know that's a whole nother rabbit hole go look at the our money our money is satanic and it's just a control system 
Mm-hmm. And, you know, I say one of the, one of the, you know, they control us two ways, control our mind. They put us in a prison, which is the ball. Remember the true man show? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. And she goes, he goes, I want to be an explorer. And she pulls down the map. She goes, there's nothing left to explore Truman. We've gone, you know, around the whole world. Right. Well, that's where we live. We live in our minds in a prison and not realizing that there's more out there. So everything that you have in your life, everyone listening to this right now, everything you have in your life is the way you think you send your thoughts out as far as you can reach with thoughts and the world, this earth system conspires to bring you all of your desires. It conspires to bring you all the negative stuff you worry about and all of the positive stuff that you focus on, right? It conspires to bring everything to you. But if you have your mind limited by, I live on a ball, there's no reason to extend out further. There's no reason to send my energy out further because there's nothing out there. I live on a spinning ball flying through an infinite universe. I'm a speck or an asteroid that comes, you know, every other day, there's an article about a near miss asteroid, right? These are all made up nonsense. We live in the earth system. We're here experiencing this realm, whatever you want to call it, we're figuring out what it is. And there, the currency of this world isn't money. The currency is our soul. Our soul is a piece, in my, this is my opinion, of the creator that's here within us. It's the spark of life within us. And our goal here is to maintain control of our soul and not sell it, not lose it, not have it lured away with the soul lure system. Okay. The people that are running this world are satanic right? They've captured our mind with movies and, and, and all sorts of everything, space, 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 space. I, I, the hardest part about me when I, uh, when, when I realized the earth was flat was Star Wars. And I'm like, <laughs> oh man, I'm like, what about the secret space program? That's real. That's gotta be real. And I think it is real. I call it the secret propulsion program where they're using the real free energy that's here. You know, this whole gasoline and burning coal. And that's, that's old school. That's, I'm not even old school. That's dirty electricity. That's not the, you know, the energy, the free energy that the advanced civilizations that lived here before us used. And they don't want us having that because then we can find out that there's more and they can't control us. They control us with that and they control us with their monopoly money. I mean, if you don't go look up uh, monopoly money compared to US dollars, all the 5, 10, 20, 50, and 100, they're the same colors. They're the same right. colors as monopoly money, right? And in monopoly, it says, if the bank runs out of money, just get some paper and write some more money on it and keep playing. Okay. Right. We're playing right. on their monopoly board. So they control us with their control, with their debt-based money system. Mm-hmm. And they control our minds with all of these lies and that, and then they keep us in fear and that we're totally controllable, you know, isolation, fear, and, uh, and all of the other things that they do to us. And here's the thing. When people first wake up to this, they say, what can I do? There's nothing I can do. I got to go to work tomorrow, right? That's the psyop right there. Everything, you, you can do everything. One person can change it, but two people together, way more powerful. Then you put right. 10 people together, forget about it, okay? Right. Then you put 1,000 people together. This, this, is, this is the thing. The tyranny, I don't know what your view is with what's going on in the world right now, but I'll just call it pretty tyrannical, okay? Mm-hmm. There is a communist takeover of the world going on right now and it could be stopped tonight if people just in mass would say no yep. peacefully. You don't even need anything. Just no. If everyone said no, they would be 
powerless. It would be finished, but everyone's too afraid. Everyone, you know, what they did is they, they, they brought the world into a situation where everybody was like living and surviving. And, you know, they made life kind of miserable a little bit. Then they brought on this whole CV thing. I'm not saying too much. I, I forget where I'm rock fan, but that's all right. Um, and, and then people kind of hold on to that because they realize if someone breaks that spell, they have to go back to their miserable life. Okay. Right. right. So, so there's a lot of, so, so by the way, they use movies to cast spells and there's so much truth in movies. And I was yeah, watching, there's you, more you truth were, in movies than on mainstream news. You know, they give, they, they give you a little bit of, a little bit out there in, in, a, in a different way. Yeah. As the great Russian vids said, I don't know if you know who Russian vids is. He's a, he's a YouTuber. Um, truth in the movies lies in the news. And yep. the, the, there's so many good truths. I was watching one of your videos. You were going over some Yoda quotes. <clears throat> awesome quotes. Way better than Neil deGrasse Tyson. I'll give you that. Okay. And that's kind of an insult to Yoda. But, <laughs> you know, there's so much truth that you can take out of this. Like the movie, The Matrix. It's yeah. kind of like a documentary. Mm-hmm. But yeah, the analogy is, Neo is confused. He's depressed at the beginning of the movie. He's lost. His mind is plugged into the mind control. He's plugged into the, to the matrix. He doesn't know what the world really is. Then put the Neo at the end of the movie next to him. That's the one that took his power back that said, I am powerful. I am at the center of creation. I'm not flying through space on a speck of dust, powerless. Um, and once you realize that, forget about it. Everything changes. Right. I mean, you, you make that pivot and then everything starts coming together and you start seeing further, you know, I, 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 when I first discovered flat earth, I'm like, wait a minute, what about aliens? Well, now it makes sense. Aliens, extraterrestrials uh, make way more sense. They make sense that they come, they probably look like us. You know, there's probably some of them listening to us right now. You know, they're, 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 they're among us because they are us. They just live in outer space the out the outer space not outer space so go ahead i kind of rambled there uh, for a bit no no i, I love it i, I I'm, I'm processing processing there's a lot to process here there certainly um, is going back to your your um discussion of monopoly you yeah. know the whole point of the whole point of the game of monopoly is to make you make your opponents go bankrupt right so you see that in our world with our money they want to make us go um, you know, financially bankrupt to rely right. on them. And they want to make us morally bankrupt. Like you mentioned with a lot of the, the programming and, and just, and just beating us down with this whole past year and a half has been all about fear. It's been all about isolation. And like you mentioned, right. people, people have been so isolated mentally and honestly, physically now too. Now you're not allowed to go within a certain amount of feet of people get the fuck out of here. It, it's, 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 right. it's ludicrous and it's ridiculous, but it's all, but it's all part of their plan. And like you said, we need to not play. We, we, like if we all just came, came together, but also said we're, not, we're just not playing this game, right? It's like the, the classic quote from that movie War Games in the 80s. You know, the only way to, the computer simulation said, the only way to win is, is not to play their game. Exactly. So, so here's the two things. Like if we get our freedom back, which it's, it's possible. Um, if we get our freedom back, how long can we hold on to it if we're spinning out of control, lost in space? We don't know what's going on, right? If we don't know, um, 
you know, if we don't know who we are, where we are, the power of our mind, well, that's strike one and two in my book. And then the third one is we're playing with their money. They don't need money. They just use money to control us. Right. So if we, if we get off of their money system and use our own, now everyone says, oh my God, digital money, that's how they're going to control us. Absolutely. 100%. If we go to their cryptocurrency, which is centralized, which is basically the same thing they're doing now, but they don't have to actually print dollars. Um, we're, we're going to go into a thousand years of slavery. But if we go into a privacy cryptocurrencies like Pirate Chain and Monero and, and there's others, uh, that's, that's, they can't control that. That's like, you know, if I saw someone on the street and I gave him five bucks or something, nobody knows about it. That's how that works. Decentralized. That's how we take our power back. We stop playing with their monopoly money. And we take our power back by realizing who we are, realizing our divinity. Mm -hmm. And that's what they're hiding. So, so do you have any questions like, you know, just this is, let's look at some space stuff. This, yeah. you know, you go on a full moon night on a clear night, you can read by it. You can drive down the road with your lights off on a, you know, in the middle of nowhere. Cause the sun, because the moon is light. How come when we film the moon from the other side of it, it's not lit up like a light. It, it, this is just nonsense. Okay. Yeah. And, and, and what do they say the, the distance from the earth to the moon? I mean, it's, they say it's a very short distance, right? But it's, it's 238,000 miles. Right. But if you had like, if the earth, if the earth was a, a, a softball, the moon is like a tennis ball. I don't know, 50 yards away or something. It's ridiculous. Yeah. The concept right? of the moon, it, it just does not make sense. And, you know, a lot of people have noticed over the past year or so, they look up everywhere they're like, there's no moon. Where, where's the moon? Where did it go? It, it, it doesn't make sense. It looks different at different times. It's, right. it's just a really confusing, a confusing mess to me. Right. And, 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 you know, they say that it's the sun that's lining it up, but there's certain times of the month where the sun would have to be out here, not over here. Right. So the moon is its own light. Um, it keeps track of the weeks and the months. I'll show you in a second. I made an app, which will show you how all of this works. You know, let's, let's look at the app real quick right now, because I want to show you how seasons work, because that's always a good one. People go, what about seasons? Seasons prove that the earth is flat and the sun is close. I'm going to go over that. And uh, I think I, you can probably call yourself a flat earther after this. Are you ready? <laughs> and let's go. <laughs> um, let me share my screen here. Um, can you see that? Yep. All right. So this is called the flat earth, sun, moon, and Zodiac clock app. And it, as you can see, the sun is, it should be pinned to the hour hand, but you know why it's not? Because we're in daylight savings time. Do you see it? Can you see it clearly? You there? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So the, so it's a clock. The sky is a clock. And the sun goes around once every 24 hours. So you're looking at a 24 hour clock, but because we're in daylight savings time, the it's just behind um, the sun shows you what the real time is. Wherever the sun is, it's noon. Okay. So mm -hmm. the sun, I'm going to speed it up. And the sun goes around once every 24 hours and it laps the, the moon once every 28 days. So right now we're going into a new moon. It's going to go around two more times and all of a sudden you'll see a crescent moon lagging behind the sun as the sun starts to outrun the moon and then the moon will just start growing it'll be waxing and 28 times around we'll be back to where we were so the sun keeps track of the hours and the days 
the moon keeps track of the weeks and the months, the moons. There used to be 13 moons of 28 days. And I'm going to slow it down again, and I'll turn on the stars. The stars spin around in the same direction, but they're going slightly faster than the sun. So, so slightly that they take them 365 times around the lap the sun wants. So right now the sun is in this constellation. Last month it was here in Leo, the month before it was here in Cancer. And it slowly drifts back as each constellation hangs out with the sun for about a month. And it outruns it. And then next year, same day, we'll be right back here. So the sun is in its zodiac for about, you know, 28 or so days um, per month. Make sense? Whew. It's, it's a lot. It's a lot. It, it is like a lot. I said, but like the, I said, the, I'm, gonna, I'm, a, I'm a pretty big dummy when it comes to this. So it'll, I'm, uh, this is uh, hour, hours so, after we're done. I'll, I'll, it'll click for me. I, I swear. <laughs> so let me, let, let, let's do a little experiment before I show you the, the, um, the uh, I'm going to stop sharing for a second. So if you and I, where are you located? What state? Ohio. Ohio. It gets cold in Ohio. It snows. So imagine, yeah. imagine if we're at the middle of winter and you got, we're, we're hanging out, having a couple of beers and we're sitting out, we got beach chairs, it's freezing cold, the ground's frozen, there's snow on the ground and we're 15 feet apart sitting on the ground, it's freezing, okay? And then somebody comes over with a big stick that's holding a huge heat lamp and holding it 10 feet over your head, right? You're like, ah, that warmth, it's right here. And that light is high in the sky for you, right? I look over at that light and go, that light's lower in the sky for me and it's farther away. I could barely feel the heat. That's because it's your summer sun and my winter sun. So then they move the light over and now it's over me. I'm like, oh, now I feel that heat. And now that sun is lower in the sky for you farther away. That's your winter sun. So now I'm going to go back to the app and show you how seasons work. So there's three circles on here. The inner yellow one is the Tropic of Cancer. You've heard that before. The mm -hmm. outer one is the Tropic of Capricorn. The red one is the equator. Right now, we're heading towards the equinox, September 21st. And the sun is going to be over that red line. The sun migrates in between these lines every six months. Six months out, six months in. So let's, let's jump forward four months to... Oh, let me go a little farther. I'm going to go back. June... So in June, the sun is over the Tropic of Cancer. That's when we have our summer. It's really hot in Miami. Look, it's going right over Miami. It's hot in Mexico and Southern California. That's because the sun is high above their heads. It's right above them, okay? It's hot in Hawaii. Hawaii's out here, you can't see it. Um, because in June, the sun is close. But Australia is having their winter because the sun is farther away from them. But if I jump forward six months, one, two, three, four, five, six. So December, the sun is over Australia, just like when it was over you. It's high mm -hmm. in their sky. It's farther from us. Okay. It's cold. It's winter. It's lower in the sky. Okay. okay. Mm -hmm. Did you know that in our heliocentric model, during our summer in the north, the sun is three and a half million miles farther away than it is during our winter? OK, so you have to believe that, you know, in the summer here, I'm in Connecticut, we're almost at the same latitude, pretty much. I can go down to the water. And when the sun rises in June and July, as soon as I see it on the horizon, I can feel the heat on my face. 
And within mm-hmm. a couple of minutes, it's warm, taking off my shirt, laying down on the beach, feeling good. Okay. And that is the most severe tilt it could be on a ball. It's an 89 degree tilt when it's right there on the horizon, not a, you know, 34 degree tilt. Then six months later in December, when the sun is supposedly three and a half million miles closer to me, makes no sense. At noon, when it's at its highest point in the sky, I could look at the sun. I can't even feel the heat on my face. Right. Higher in the sky, more direct angle, three and a half million miles closer, can't feel the heat. The tilt of the earth has nothing to do with the seasons. It's how close the sun is. It's how close the sun is. And when you move the sun farther away, it's lower in the sky. So here's the, I'm going to get out of the app in a second. Let me just well, show actually, you. Real- uh, stay right here in the app for a second. Yeah, just, just the picture you have right here yeah. of, of the map is actually doing a lot for me because I think when people get hung up about flat earth, they're looking at just, you know, your typical rectangular map, right? Like here's, here's us on the left side, here's Japan on the far right side, yep. but like, and, and they say, well, you, so if you're, so there's, you can't go all the way around, but when you're point, when you look at it in this, in this, direction you have here the concept is making a lot more sense to me conceptually got it so you know so what i mean a hundred percent i'm with you so we're gonna we're gonna get into a few other things that's really gonna help tie this all together so just real quick in the app let me just show you a couple things the app does every day there's a new featured video and you just click this thumbnail and you watch a video every day and this is a challenge i say i'm offering three bitcoins for anybody that can uh, take the flat earth app challenge watch the daily video every day for two weeks at the end of that two weeks if you think the earth is a globe send send me the proof and you win three bitcoins but before you do you have to hit the question mark button right here and when i hit it up comes all the questions you're going to ask hey dave what about eclipses what about seasons just explain that what about ships over the horizon let's click that ships over the horizon you click the open youtube and up comes videos that youtube's hiding from you they will not show you these videos you can Mm -hmm. search them by name you won't find them because they don't want you seeing these videos right because these videos will explain why you see boats go over the horizon okay all of your and and i think that's one important thing too that you know, even for people that don't fully believe this, you know, a lot of the things that, you know, quote unquote conspiracy people do believe are also things that have been suppressed. Right. You know, talk about uh, uh, covering up election fraud, talk about vaccines, talk about other type of, of denials. You know, sure. we, we know that all those things are, are suppressed in one way, shape or form. And, and we believe some of those, you know, to various degrees. So so I think people should take a look into this if they if they have given it a cold shoulder in the past have you i gave it a cold shoulder at first i refused to look i banned people from our social media for even suggesting that i watch a video um have you looked into mud floods or tartaria i've i've i have i've done a little bit of shows on the tartaria which you know kind of ties back to what you're saying about you know this this outer space beyond this plane that we're in here you know they're willing to lie to us about that part because they've already been willing to lie to us about what's in the in our current continents yeah. You know, so it's not a stretch that they would lie about what's what's on over the periphery as well. The, the rabbit holes are so deep. Um, and for those of you that haven't seen it yet, the lost history of flat earth right here in the middle, it's a five hour video. And everyone goes, I'm not watching a five hour video. I say, just watch 10 minutes of it. Five hours later, they're still sitting there. <laughs> you can't you cannot turn it off once you get got it. Um, all sorts of uh, resources in here um, from books. 
a, a great book, which we're going to go over in a, in a minute, 16 Emergency Landings That Prove Flat Earth. Check it out. Uh, it'll blow you away. The Iron Republic, another great book about people that in the 1600s that moved outwards to the outer space. Um, all sorts of stuff. Martin Leakey's book on Tataria. Um, great, great stuff. So tons of stuff there. Um, and then the new feature that those of you that have been following me, the handshake, meet flat earthers, click that and up come. This is just a couple people that are testing it. Um, all the people across the earth that have it, you click on one of the dots and you can send them an instant message. Bam. And this is how you can meet flat earthers that are near you and, and we can communicate. This is coming out tomorrow. It's not on the app yet. There'll be an update to the app tomorrow for those of you that have it. Um, and it's a going to be a game changer. Um, so that's it. It's called the Flat Earth Sun, Moon, and Zodiac Clock app. And it's $3. That's it. $3. You're buying me not even a whole beer. Um, where are we? What else you got? Oh, yeah. I was going to show you. Um, you with me? Oh, I was on mute. Sorry about that. Yeah, yeah no problem. Um, Were you saying yeah, something? Yeah, go, go ahead. And then um, I have a, I have a, a, a few questions of a few questions that I pulled here that people have asked. So, perfect, so perfect. go ahead and then, and then we'll get to so, that. So we're bit. just going to talk about circumnavigation and then let's answer questions. I love questions. Um, billions with a B, people have circumnavigated east to west. Amelia Earhart did it. Okay. Uh, um, people that, you know, regular day people have done it. And zero people have done it south. Okay. What's up with that? Um, and the reason is, is because that's not, this is how circumnavigation works. So on the flat earth, the magnetic north is at the center of the earth pond. Think of it like a pond, okay? As I'm searching for my uh, circumnavigation graphic, which is, Zoom always does this. They move stuff around on me, but I'm going to find it. Um, there it is. So. Magnetic north, I got my compass here and I'm trying to push it west, but look, the needle has to remain pointing towards the center, right? Okay. So west is a circle. Yeah, okay. West is not, this doesn't prove the earth is flat because it's the same on a globe, okay? If you were one mile from the North Pole, you'd have to remain one mile from the North Pole and your east or west circle and 3.14 miles later, you're back to where you started. So east is the same thing. <clears throat> but now, if I tried to dead reckon west, not correct to the north, as soon as I start moving, I'm heading south. South is every direction away from the center. Okay. Mm -hmm. South is away from the center, period. Okay. If I try to go south, I will just keep on going. And on a ball, I should pop up on the other side. I should be able to go from Santiago and pop up over to Australia by cutting across, but nobody's ever done it. Why do you think that is, right? I can go north, and as soon as I pass the North Pole, I'm heading south, right? Boom, you see the compass did a 180, and now I'm heading south. Every straight line becomes south. Did you follow that? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So that's what circumnavigation is. Um, again, billions of people have done it east and west, but zero have done it south. So 
Any questions? Ooh, a lot, a lot on, um, well, here, let me, let me throw you a question here about, about the sun. Sure. Let me, let me pull this up here. So, okay. This is from my buddy, Dave on Twitter here. He says, Dave claims the sun is moving away from us when it's setting and uses street lights from the horizon as an analogy saying it's not setting; it's just moving away from us. Yes. However, why doesn't the sun get smaller like the lights do as they get closer to the horizon? Yeah, good, good point. And the, the whole thing is when you watch the moon rise or, or the, you know, it's gigantic on the horizon, it's not, it's an illusion. It's just because it's near the horizon and it's the way that you see, you take a picture of it, it's tiny. You measure it at the same focal length, high in the sky and low, it's the same number of pixels. So, so what are we seeing? And, and, the, wait, and, and also the sun, depending on the conditions, this was taken by a soldier in Afghanistan, super dry, super clear, and this, this is super sped up. And the sun is just clearly going away and it's getting smaller. Now it's getting smaller for two reasons. One, it's getting farther away. And two, there's a lot of, there, there's atmosphere that's kind of taking the, you know, the edges away a little bit and it's mm -hmm. just moving away. And there's plenty of examples where we can see the sun um, appear to get smaller that way, right? But I'm gonna show you why it disappears. And, and by the way, depending on the conditions, sometimes the sun looks like it gets bigger. Sometimes it does get smaller, even if you use a solar filter. Now, the problem with a solar filter is it hides the most important part of the sun, which is the last part of the sunset. So I'm gonna show you a little experiment I did. This is my flat earth kitchen. Now this line is level. And I've shown you that it's level and you can see that it's level. And I'm moving the sun across the line. This is the path that the sun takes. And we're watching it from a celestial point of view, same height as the sun. This could be a mountain, it could be a cloud deck. This is just an opaque barrier and the sun is always above it. Now I have another camera on the counter from a terrestrial point of view on the other end, looking back this way. And when we look at this, if I showed you this first, I would say, is this line level? And you would say, no, it's tilted down. And I would say, does the sun go below this opaque barrier? And you would say, well, obviously, yes, it does. Well, this- But it's, this, a, but it's a point, it's your point of view. It's, it's your, your point of view. And the top yeah. of this looks like it's at eye level. It looks like it's a horizon for you in the distance, right? Look at the line now. It almost looks like it's going straight down, but it's not, it's level. Now I'm going to compare it to a real sunset. Here's a real sunset and it's going away and it's going away. And look, look, it's setting behind this. What is this? That, I thought that was the horizon. This is the opaque atmospheric, the, the atmospheric dense, I call it the atmospheric deck of opacity. And if I zoomed out, the space between this line and that line would become too small for you to see. And it just looks like the sun is going beyond it. And that's how it works. The sun, um, you know, goes beyond clouds. It's just going away. I just, I put these three clouds in here. And when it gets beyond this lower one, which is blocking your horizon, it becomes the horizon. And it just looks like it's setting below it. Other times I film this with my drone it has to be below freezing, super clear, like super clear day. And the sun was up here. And in five minutes time, it was just going down. And if the earth was spinning, it would just keep on going, but it didn't. It went down, 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 down. And then it stopped and it sat here for 10 minutes. It stopped going down. Now, focus or not, I don't care. It stopped going down and it never went below this apparent horizon. It faded into the thickness of the soup of the atmosphere. Here it is again over here. It never went below it. It just faded away. 
okay? We can't see forever. We can't see at night when there's no light because we see light. We see, you know, if I turned all the lights off in here, you couldn't see me. I'm here, but there's no light bouncing off of me, right? So the light bouncing off of me is not as bright as the light that's shining on me, right? So here's a spot in Illusion, France, looking out over the ocean. It's a famous viewing spot because Mount Canigou is out here. Pay attention. Mount Canigou is out here and it's 175 miles away and you can't see it because they say it's over the curve. The top of Mount Canigou, according to the globe math, should be a mile below the curve. Okay, that's agreed upon globe math. But there's two times a year during the sun's migration in between the tropics where the sun is in perfect alignment with the viewer and the mountain. Okay, the light that's bouncing off of the mountain is too dim to push through the soup 175 miles, but the sun is much brighter. And as it goes into the distance beyond the mountain, you can see the whole mountain is here. And the very top of this mountain up there should be a mile below the curve. The global explanation for this is the sun is already set, the mountain is miles below the curve, and it's refracting up and stopping at eye level magically. And what I say to that is, cool story, right? Mm -hmm. I lost my glasses, my cool story glasses, they're gone. That's unfortunate. <laughs> Oh, there, nope, they're gone. Oh, they're there. I say, cool story, bro. That was so smooth. I blew it. I like it. I like yeah. it. So this mountain is not refracting. It's right there. The sun is going beyond it. I just showed you, just like in my flat earth kitchen. That's it. And as the sun moves into the distance, it, if the air has moisture in it, which mostly it does, it's magnifying it. Moisture magnifies the air. It magnifies it while it's also getting smaller at the same time. So it's being magnified and it's reducing in size due to perspective. So all of these things together, you know, make it super difficult to figure it out, right? To, to really mm -hmm. get a, get a um, you know, to understand, you know, is it getting smaller? Is it getting bigger? It, it, you have to really see it in many, many different circumstances. Here's a, a little experiment. The sun looks like it's setting and all it's doing is being dragged away with a magnifying lens that represents the atmosphere, okay? So that's a little cut off, I think. Um, yeah, so here, here's the, the piece of paper with the sun on it and it's just being dragged away. This is the magnifier and this is what the camera is right. seeing. Just like at we the, see the it's sun. At, it's at the same level. It's at the, it's same, at the same level, but it looks like it's going down. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's all how our eyes work. And, and, you know, it's all about perception. Like when you say is the, the sun is, this, you know, when you see the giant moon, this, I always tell people this, everyone laughs and no one ever does it. See a giant moon. You take a picture of it. It's not big. See a giant moon on the horizon, turn around, look through your legs upside down and backwards. And the, and the moon is tiny. It's because it short circuits your brain like this. Are these tables the same width and dimension? Well, you, can, you can't tell. Are, are they? Uh... Most people say no, but they are. And there's nothing you can do to your mind to see it properly. Mm -hmm. It's just how our mind works, how our eyes work. Those tables are the exact same width and dimension. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So, so essentially the sun, just to use a kind of a simple 
you know, way to explain it. It's, it's basically the sun's kind of just like on a wire, right? On those, those circular trajectories you showed at the same height in the sky, just moving, moving across and moving and moving across. Some people think it's higher during the Tropic of Cancer or Capricorn Frigate, but I don't know. I kind of think the sky is flat, but here's the thing. If you can't go and touch it and measure it, you don't know how big it is. I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. You don't know how far it is. So what is the sun? I don't believe the sun that we see is, is a real, is a physical object. I think that the source of the sun is beyond it, is, is higher. Okay. So, you know, this is at 120,000 feet. And every time we send a balloon up to 120,000 feet, the sun's never above it. It's always off to the side. I don't know if the sun that we see is much higher than this balloon. Okay. And you can see that it's a local light. It's not 93 million miles away. Cause if it was, it would light up everything equally. Right. right? Yeah. So, so, so people say, well, if the sun can't be a reflection cause it's so hot. And I had an experience. I was uh, at a conference in Las Vegas. And I, was, I went down to the pool in the afternoon. It was like three, three after three, right? It was actually three 30, but everyone says 33. Oh my God. You know, everyone's freaking out. So it was 3.30 in the afternoon and the sun was going down and it was super hot. It was burning the right side of my face. I was like, you know, what? I got to change directions or I'm going to just be like a mallow, you know, like one of those black and white cookies. And, uh, and but then the hotel was like 100 yards to my left and it was a mirrored hotel. And at one point, the sun lined up perfectly with one of the mirrored windows and it was reflecting on the left side of my face. And I look at it. It looks just like the sun. Look at both. And I closed my eyes and I said, if I didn't know that the sun was over there, could I tell which one was the real sun by the brightness and the heat? And they were both the same, right? So the reflection over there was the same as the reflection over there. I don't know. Okay. Mm -hmm. So what is the sun? Where is the sun? We, I think we all see the sun in a different position. Imagine you and I were 50 yards apart and we're looking at a giant mirror and the sun was going down behind us. And we sent a third person to the mirror and I said, I see the sun right there. And I took a Sharpie and they drew a circle around the sun. They walked over to you and said, where do you see the sun? They're going to draw a circle 50 yards away from my circle. We're both seeing the sun in a different position. Right. So you don't need to look into the sky to figure out the shape of the earth. You know, the, the balls on the pool table do not dictate the shape of the pool table. Mm -hmm. Right. It's when it's when you start looking at NASA. Are you uh, where where are you with NASA? Oh, Hollywood Studio or Space Agency? Never, a, never a straight answer. Agency, not a space agency. Where exactly. <laughs> I mean, the, the stuff, they, they, this is all magical tricks done in a Hollywood studio. This lemon isn't even there. It's a CGI object. The hand goes right through it. And they have so many screw ups like that all the time. Right. <laughs> oh, that's good. Just like here's Joe, Don, Biden. Joe Biden did the same thing, you know? Yeah, he did. He did. And Don, Don Pettit with his way to drink coffee using a plastic thing he taped together, but watch the color. It gets out of sync. Boom. It's out of sync. Something happened with their, with their CGI right. technology. Okay. And so the one that have... kills the one that kills me too is the uh, material that was used to create the astronaut um, original astronaut outfits, right? Wasn't it like Playtex or somebody like it, 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 it was if, like if a snowboarding outfit? Yeah, I would snowboard like, in that. Like there would have been no way it would have broken through. I don't I don't know the correct term, but the atmosphere, what have you, 
uh, intact with that kind of material. There's a Mark Sargent has a challenge out to uh, them to get him and another astronaut or anybody from NASA, put them in a spacesuit and then put them in the in the vacuum chamber. Um, no one will do it because you can't. They NASA tried it once in a vacuum chamber and the guy almost died. Right. If you think about it, those suits should explode like the Michelin state puff marshmallow man. Right. right. You put low pressure next to high pressure. It's forget it. Absolute insanity that anybody believes any of that nonsense. And then when you get into SpaceX, this is Elon's going to take us to Mars in this thing. Look at this little thing. This is a combination <laughs> of CGI, a helium balloon, a whole bunch of nonsense, right? This thing, it, look at this. This is supposedly real. And you see this nice side shot? How high is that off the ground? 100 yards, maybe 200 yards, right? Because you still have a side shot. If it went up, you'd lose that angle. Oh, look how high it is all of a sudden. Now look at the side shot again, right? And now how fast is this thing going? Look at, look how, now look how high it is, right? Look at the smoke. This thing is now free falling out of the sky. Does that look like it's free falling? Watch the smoke right in two seconds. It's going even slower. Look at this. What is this? This is not free falling. This is supposedly like 40 tons. Well, look how high it is all of a sudden. This is 40 tons out of falling out of the sky. And now watch this. This is what I call the, the, the brave cameraman. Okay. Oh, look how high it is again. Three of the engines are going to go on. It's going to flip up like Nadia Comaneci. And then two of the engines are going to go out. Watch this, this shot. Look at this. Look at this guy. Who, who's underneath this thing filming? <laughs> Two of these things are going to go out and then watch this landing. Look at this thing. This thing is just a smoky. What is this thing? Is it? That's is some it weird, and that's some weird CGI. And look, look right at, look at the CGI smoke, classic CGI smoke. And look at this thing. This thing it's is, not very, it's, it's not very good CGI. It's like made for TV movie CGI. This too. is what they show us as real. And by the way, the Galactic Federation, Star Wars, all of that stuff came from this fakery. You know what yeah. that means? We started exactly. out fake. It's still fake. Okay. Don't get me wrong. There's lots to be taken. There's lots of messages that, that are good for humanity in those movies. And I'm going to, I'm going to keep you as the guy in charge of finding those things. Cause I'm not watching them. I appreciate right? it. Yeah. Well, well, Hey, let me ask you about, you know, we're talking about space. Uh, what's the deal with the, the firmament, hmm. you know, that that's one big thing that, that people bring up. Um, as as why we haven't gone to space because of this layer. I, I don't know the correct way to describe it, so I'll turn it over to you to kind of give me the, the rundown. So there's a lot of evidence that the, the <clears throat> there's a something denser up above us at like 62 miles. Well, 62 miles would not look like this. This is like thousands of miles up. 62 miles would almost look like a straight plate of glass across this thing, you know, a millimeter above it. So what is the firmament? Is it solid? Is it glass? Is it made of diamonds? Is it made of energy? Is it made of frozen oxygen? No, I don't know. I haven't touched it. I haven't been there. Uh, is it flat? I think so. I think the lights that we see, the fixed stars are fixed within it, and they spin around a center point that we call Polaris. And because if you go out tonight or tomorrow or next year, same night, or in 10 years, same night, or 50 years, same night, look up at the stars, they're all gonna be in the exact same position. But if you remember, we're spiraling through space 
right? Traveling in one direction, four and a half billion miles a year, right? We're corkscrewing through space, but somehow a year later, every star we see in the distance hasn't moved. That's ridiculous. NASA says they can tell the distance of stars because in June, they'll look at um, two stars that are in line with each other. And then in January or June, I mean, uh, December, six months later, they're 186 million, excuse me, million miles on the other side of the sun. And they can tell by the parallax how far they are by doing math. So you have to believe that there's parallax at 186 million miles, but the 4.4 billion miles a year in the other direction doesn't cause any parallax. Interesting. They've convinced us with our schooling, our indoctrination, and our television programming and movies to trade in our common sense for utter nonsense. Right. And we here's, just gobble it up. We just gobble it up because, you know, it's fun, it's exciting. But here's the thing. When I, as I said, when you figure out what this place isn't, it's way more exciting. This place is way more exciting. The possibilities are much greater than having to deal with cosmic distances that make no sense. Okay. Right. Right. We're in the earth system. And the high council may live outside of Antarctica. The ones that run our puppets here, the mm -hmm. puppets that, you know, that we all bow down to like, Oh yes, you're my master. No, they're not. Nobody's my master. None of them are. So Here's the thing, it, we have all the power. We have all the power. The PSYOP is that we have no power. We right. have all the power because they can't break our free will, okay? There's, there's a universal law, I'll call it, that might resonate with you, where they are not allowed to break our free will. They always have to tell us what they're doing and they do it through movies. Yep. They do it through television. They do it through, um, they'll just tell us, you know, they're telling us what's going on with this thing and people just don't friggin' believe it. Right. So <sighs> questions, questions. Um, this is kind of more of a, a, a kind of a comment here from, from a friend of mine earlier today, you know, he said, you know, he's seen lots of, and you know, you can go on YouTube and you can watch videos of anything trying to prove anything. Right. So I always take some of that with, with a grain of salt without, without <clears throat> doing a little bit of research on your own, a YouTube video could be whatever you want it to be. And could convince you of anything you want. So YouTube is like life where everything's there. You have to sort right. it out. Exactly. And, and his, well, his, everything his, except truth is there now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's why you got to go to Rockfin Odyssey, places like that to get it. And, yeah. you know, his, his comment was, you know, he's seen videos of weather balloons with cameras that have gone straight up and have, quote unquote, appeared to show the curve of the earth. And this may have already mm. been part of everything you've shown before, but you can kind of reiterate again like what what are those what is that truly showing as that yeah happening? so so let, let's just talk about how our eyes work so if you're standing in the middle you can see a certain distance depending on the weather conditions whatever that distance is where the sky and the land converge together that's your vanishing point so you see the same distance in all directions right so if i am standing here this is the limit of my distance i can see the same distance in all directions. And if I put a line across that, I see curvature. 
It's not curvature yeah. of a ball. It's a curvature because, you know, people there, there's some prominent, you know, researchers out there. They just pull a string, look at the horizon and pull a string. Well, that string is here covering your entire field of view, but your field of view is cut off in the circle. So you're going to have it miss the edges. And you think that's the curve of a sphere. No, it's not. You've been brainwashed into, into understanding that, that that's what it is. So the other thing is, um, you know, they used to say, you know, I see it from an airplane. And then we show that you can't see it from an airplane at 35,000 feet. They're like, well, a MiG fighter. And there's this MiG fighter video that they put out a few years ago. And uh, it showed all these curves things, but they're looking through curved glass, curved helmets. But there's one camera that wasn't looking through curved glass and wasn't a fisheye lens. It showed the horizon right at the eye level of the plane. So then Neil deGrasse Tyson moves the globe post again. And he says, oh, you have to be at a, you know, 127,000 feet. And that's where uh, Felix uh, did his baseball jump. And he said, you know, I saw the curve of the earth. Now, did he, was he paid to say that? Was he told to say that? Or did he really see it? And I think, I think maybe he saw it because he's wearing a curved glass. He saw the curve of the earth when he was sitting on the runway. Okay. This is what they show you. But when he opened up his door, there was a camera over his head looking out. And the horizon was right there at eye level. And there was that same camera when he climbed in and the horizon on the land was at the same level that he was at 127,000 feet. But if you look at the land features here, look at these rivers and everything, you realize that all of this is New Mexico. Planet New Mexico. Okay. <laughs> this is all New Mexico. This is a fisheye lens. He did two jumps before that as practice and they didn't have GoPro lenses. And, uh, then they changed it to GoPros for the ones that they videoed. And there's lots of clip there. Well, there was lots of clips out there. Um, so this is just a fisheye lens. That's all. That's okay. all it is. That's all it is. So it's all about percept like perception and well, if you, you know, watch where you're standing, where you're looking. And I think that all that all makes sense to me conceptually. Yeah, if you watch um if you watch like the, the stupid NASA videos from the space station as the camera or the spacewalks, as they move around, the earth flexes, it gets really concave and then it turns convex, right? Because above the land, above the center, it's concave, concave, convex or whatever. And then below it bends the other way. And you'll watch the earth flexing back and forth. It's so obvious, but people just, they just want to, they just, nobody wants to let go of the ball. Everyone loves their ball. And then they, are, you, are you familiar with the three body problem is? Mm -mm. So we have this giant sun, which is a gas ball in a vacuum. That's a problem. All right. Right. You got a gas ball in a vacuum that has so much mass that it's holding on to the earth and Mars and Venus and, and Jupiter and all of these other planets at ridiculous distances. And they all are slinging around because of that gravity is holding on to them. And even when they all line up, it still holds on to all of them. But somehow all of those balls can hold on to their moons, their own balls, right? So if the moon was coming away from the sun, it should kind of slow down and it goes around the other side and comes back. It could, should kind of speed up. I don't know why it doesn't speed up and slow down and speed up and slow down and why the sun doesn't rip it away. Why does the sun ignore all the moons and only hold on to the planets. Why, when there's an alignment of all these planets, doesn't something get yanked out of place? So here's the three-body problem. You could take the world's best supercomputer, 
and you make a model and say, all right, I got a sun, it's got this much mass and I got a planet and I put them in orbit and it works perfectly. And it'll, you can predict where it's gonna be tomorrow, next day, a thousand years. It works perfectly. Then you add one more body, either a moon going around the earth or another planet going around the sun and the entire model goes into chaos mode and the computer can't figure out what it's gonna do next. But somehow, all of our planets, all of our moons, everything keep repeating again and again. Somehow, the craziness of an eclipse with a sun 400 times bigger than the moon, but 400 times farther, so they look the same size, right? And they line up perfectly. The odds of that are one in a sextillion, which is a number that can't even be fathomed. But worse than that, it happens every year. And every 18 years, the entire cycle repeats again. Does that sound like the workings of a fine timepiece or a random friggin' gravitational helios nonsensical bullshit model? Right. Okay. The latter is the answer. <laughs> Whew. Well, I will say I have a lot to digest. I, I'm the kind of person who takes this all in, processes it for a little bit, and I'll be coming back to you with, with questions. I know I feel like we'll have to do a follow-up to this in a few months once I uh, digest and, and, and research this a little bit more. So, I mean, so I, I hang really, on, hang really on. Love all this. Love if, it all. You, if you try to research Flat Earth, they're going to feed you propaganda by Byman Dan, who's a total snarky straw man idiot. But his videos will pop up first. And then you'll have um, Professor Dave. I call him not Professor Dave. Another guy, straw man arguments, garbage. But they'll feed you him. They'll feed you this, this pilot that goes, oh, I give you a challenge. You know, um, book my flight from here. Let me do, do we have five more minutes, four more minutes? Yep. Yep. Go ahead. So I've showed you that book, um, Southern Fl um, Flights of Emergency Landings Prove Flat Earth. So Here's a flight from, uh, from, um, well, that's not the flight I wanted. That's not the flight. Is this? Oh, Wuhan. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, it's very topical. Wuhan yeah. to Columbia, right? This is the way it should go. But there was uh, an emergency right about here. Could have landed in Hawaii, but it didn't. It went all the way to Alaska. And the reason is because this is the actual route that it takes. Boom, Alaska, right on the, right on the route, right? If you look at, um, Going from Los Angeles to Perth, this is the route, but this is the way they go. It goes, do I have the right one? Yeah, Los Angeles, bam, it goes all the way up here and then and over. None of it makes any sense. If you look at um, Santiago to Australia, why don't they just cut across the bottom of the ball? And they don't, right? And if you wanna go check this out, Western Australia, from Santiago that just, you should just scoop down this way, but it goes all the way up here, all the way over to the far East, Singapore and down. Why would it take this giant route going all the way up to the North? And the answer is because this is the route. It goes all the way up across to the far East, Singapore, straight line. Airplanes fly straight and level over the earth plane. And there's been 16 emergency landings that prove it. NASA's in charge of radar. NASA's in charge of GPS. NASA's in charge of all flight plans. Why is that? They're liars. We've proven them to be liars. Why do they have to control all of that? And it's because once you figure it out, once you see it, you can't unsee it. Right. So, so, so in closing, the, the, 
the importance of this is not the shape of the earth. The shape doesn't matter. It's who you are, where you are, what you are, and the power that you have. And the fact that they don't want you to know that you have the power over your life. It's your life. It's not theirs. Okay. And you can live your life in fear and ignorance. That's your choice. Right. Some people don't realize it's a choice because they were just brought up and they, they just never really stepped out and took a look because they were really indoctrinated. But now anyone listening, yourself and all of your listeners, now you've heard it. Now it's your choice. You can live willful ignorance or you can look and find out where you are and take your power back. Right. My life changed tremendously and uh, we don't have enough time to get into it. But, you know, I was like, well, how is this even going to change my life? I still have to go to work. Well, guess what? I don't go to work anymore. Okay. All right. And, and life couldn't be better. So that that's kind of it. Um, you can find me at flatearthdave.com. If you forget the name of my app, which is the flat earth sun, moon, and Zodiac clock app, longest name ever, um, flat earth, sun, moon, and Zodiac clock app available on iTunes, not iTunes, Apple app store and the Google play store, but be careful. There's a flat earth society by the Ron media group, uh, that stole the name and some of the graphics. It's a horrible app. Don't send me emails telling me my app sucks because it's not my app. My app is the highest rated app in both stores. Okay. It's people love it. Just don't buy the app. Just go read the reviews. Okay. You can scan this QR code or go to flatearthdave.com for all the links. If you forget the name of it, or you can't find it in the Google play store or the Apple store. So there you go. Awesome. Anything else? I think that, I think that'll, I think that'll do it. Um, this has been, this has been really great. And I, I appreciate all these insights. And like I said, I had no idea about any of this coming into it. So I it's, really appreciate, I appreciate all, all the insight and, and it makes, and it makes a lot of sense. It's not, yeah. it's, it's not something that I've ever written off before, but it's one, just one of those things where when you say flat earther or anti-vaxxer, they put these terms out there just to demean the people who believe, who, who believe certain things. Um, just like the word conspiracy theorists, right? 100%. Just to, just to, you know, make people who uh, thought about the JFK assassination wrong um, to, to put them in this group of people that you're not supposed to be a part of. So sure. um, I'm definitely, I'm, I'm coming on, I'm coming on board with this. I don't know if I'm fully there, but well, don't, I, I, you I, should not be fully there just by talking to me, get the app and watch the video every day. It, there, and, and if you, if you run, if you want to jump in, there's a little archive button right next to it. Three years worth of videos. Just hit that button and bring food and water. Um, hit the frequently asked questions button and start, you know, like, what are your number? Well, what about ships over the horizon? What about Aristophanes and the sticks and shadows? You know, um, all of the stuff is answered in there, all of it. And again, don't just believe it because you saw it in a video. Go verify it. That's what I did when I started saying, okay, ships are going over the horizon. That, let me let me figure out the math. And I went and bought a thousand dollars camera and tripod and a super zoom and zoomed in. I could see stuff that should be many feet below the curve, but there it is. So no curve, no ball. No curve, no ball. Yeah. And awesome. Well, I want to thank you, Dave, again. Thank you so much. Thank you for everybody who, who joined live. This is, I've never had this many people join live before. So, so it's great. Thank you everybody nice. for for being here, participating in the chat, you know, throwing comments out there. It, it, it means a lot. And I really, um, I've had a really fun time doing this. Like I said, we'll have to do this again. This is the beginner level. Once I get to the intermediate level, then we can get into <laughs> some more meaty, meaty type topics and not just the flat earth for dummies sure. kind of, sure. kind of stuff. So, um, this is conspiracy in the force. My name is conspiracy Kyle with Dave Weiss. Thanks everybody for tuning in. Thanks everybody. And, and may the flat earth be with you and <laughs> live long and prosper. How's that?
Uh, hey, we'll, 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 we'll take it. <laughs> All right, Dave. Thanks a lot. All right, man. Thanks. See ya.